0: that's the the goal here is to just connect on a human level and inspire others to, to use their strengths and talents to, you know, spread more love in the community.
1: Hello and welcome to 30 Yard Dash. This is your podcast host, Annie Merritt, and I'm coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. 30 Yard Dash features sports and wellness professionals sharing with you their stories, what they value in their career and in their life, the relationships they've built along the way, and they might even share with you what goals they have for the future. 30 Yard Dash is meant to motivate you to thrive in your career and in your life, and maybe even push you to take that step that might've seemed unrealistic before. So sit back, relax, and here we go. I sit with Casey and Trevor as they unpack their 100-day running experience in a three-part series. Yes, that is three parts. So make sure that you listen to episodes two, three, and four. In that order, so that you can hear the full story, it started as a drive to raise awareness, share conversations, and learn about systemic racism. A passion and a craving for social justice soon turned into, quite literally, a local movement. So Casey and Trevor take us on this 1,000-mile journey. Yes, 1,000 miles on foot, also known as 1001 City. This was in Indianapolis, and it was an idea that transformed into action in just 24 hours. Along the way, New Shoe Day was born to motivate Indianapolis residents to get back on their feet. So check out this series, which is episodes 2, 3, and 4, to learn about Casey and Trevor's race towards social justice and see what's next for New Shoe Day. Like, What was your approach towards these people? How did that work for you guys?
0: Yeah, like I said, it was very uh serendipitous. We're both big believers in, you know, you put yourself out into situations and um you know, respond when you feel called to. So that was the biggest question everyone asked is, you know, how did you find these people? So you put yourself in a new neighborhood and one of the most surprising takeaways for us was just how friendly and welcoming people were to people who Um, they hadn't seen before in their neighborhood or who may have been out of place in many cases, Um, parts of town we were at, you know, can't ignore that fact is that we were um, putting ourselves in different socioeconomic zones, different uh, racial areas, you know, lots of parts of Indianapolis are, um, you know, inhabited by different races that have like flocked to neighborhoods and have built up areas together. So we were very out of place at times. So, you know, it starts with a smile, a hello. Casey's really good about this, about passing his energy on to someone else without, you know, even having to say anything, you know, it's a, a it's a posture, it's a smile. It's a tone, tone of voice that says, <laughs> good morning. You know, how are you at sometimes at six 15 in the morning <laughs> when people didn't want to talk, you know, <laughs> sometimes in the middle of the day when it's hot, but it, it all started pretty organically, each conversation or, Um, another thing Casey taught me, and I remember this one specifically was you said that, um, and maybe you can fill me in the details, but it was someone close to you, either your brother or, uh, your dad that passed along, um, kind of a business tactic. That's like ask directed, directed and like questions that warrant responses. So you said that the day that we met, um, the gentleman who couldn't, couldn't run anymore because he got attacked by a dog and was wearing his monumental shirt, mm-hmm. and I think you recognized a running shirt. You saw his leg, and you said, um, are you recovering from an injury, I believe, and and I was taken aback yeah. by that question because it's not just a hello. It's something that warrants a response. You, you cared at observing what his situation was, and you asked a question you cared to hear the answer to.
1: And I think that's a respectable way to ask. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm impressed by that form of th- your sentence form instead of, Oh, what happened, which I feel like a lot of people thought would be their first thought, but are you recovering from an injury?
2: Yeah, it was, it, it was, it, it's, 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 it's like a tactic of norming. I, I his name was Phil. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember, and, and, and you're right, Trevor, like he had a, he had a marathon shirt on that I recognized and running shoes and a knee brace.
0: And a cane, even, I think, a cane or a walking stick.
2: Yeah, so, you know, it was a group effort, but, yeah, it was, hey, you know, are you recovering from an injury? And then, you know, we said, what are you training for, you know, um, which uh, I think just lifted his spirits because as someone that was injured and a former runner, um, it's like, yeah, back in the training game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you remember that man's name, Phil? I can imagine that that's not the only person you remembered. What other stories stood out to you? Um, How did these conversations change along the way throughout these 100 days?
2: When we've been asked that conversation, or that question several times, you know, like, what's been your favorite story? And so many faces come to mind when that question is asked. the there's one in particular, Trevor, I think you and I have like handed off this answer several times, but I'm going to steal it this time because she came to mind, uh, immediately. But there was a woman named Seanetta and, uh, she goes by Sean actually. So we saw her very early in the project, um, and connected with her and shared her story. And, you know, it was like within the first two weeks and, one thing we t- said to her the first time we met her was just, Hey, you caught us with your smile. Like th- your smile. Like there's just something about some people's smiles. It just like, I mean, it takes your like breath away almost. And Sean's smile did that to us. And uh, we had an incredible conversation with her. And then, um, you know, so luckily we, we ended up seeing her like a month later. Uh, wow again in a different part of you know the city it was close it was within range but the fact that we ran into her again was just um, I mean it was remarkable and we started the conversation off and we were it, it, like it, we recognized her because of her smile um, there was just no forgetting it and it took a split second for it to come back front of mind when it happened so I'll never forget. I'll never forget Sean. So Trevor, uh, what was your favorite story too?
0: You're right. We've been stealing that one from each other cause it stands out so much. <laughs> um, there are a couple more that come to mind. You know, one of my favorites was towards the end of this project. It was a hot day on uh, the pretty far Southwest side. We had parked at a golf course down there. Uh, the name's escaping me, but it was a tough run. And some of these, you know, we're in the middle of the day, it's probably over a hundred degrees heat index. We're looping back at the car around mile five, just to get water and like take a breather. And you know, this one was a grind. And then at mile 10.15, I think we had, you know, polished off a little extra, which we did just based on our routes on occasion, we ran into uh, this guy, Cliff, who was wearing a uh, long, uh, camo pants and a cutoff shirt. And he had long hair and he was just sitting outside this, uh, uh, the school that we were running by on the way back. And so we, you know, greeted him. I'm sure Casey said, you know, like, how are you doing? You know? Yeah, man, it's hot out here. Like just kind of, uh, getting to know you you know, good afternoon. And, you know, we ended up stopping and talking to him for 15 to 20 minutes. And it was such an impactful story. And the, the beauty of some of these stories is that, you know, you can see the impact in the eyes of the person you're talking to, but they impact us as well. So we talked to Cliff and he had just walked uh, that morning, three hours to get to this part of town to bring his cousin some money for some food.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So he lived on the south side. He had walked, like, I don't know, from Greenwood to uh, somewhere on the, like, nearer south side inside the loop where we were. And he had selflessly brought his cousin some money and then was waiting for the bus, but his phone had died. And so he didn't know when the bus was going to come and didn't have any money for it, but he had somehow gotten in contact with his uh, brother, correct me Casey uh his brother to come pick him up but his phone had died so he had no contact with him and so he was sitting there in the hot sun and you know we talked to him for a bit heard his story he was kind of like living nomad style and uh living with a group of other uh kind of homeless young folks that helped take care of each other and he had a really like selfless mindset to him he said you know if you have the ability to um help others, you know, even if you don't have much, that's kind of everyone's call is to help someone uh, in need. And that's going to look different for everyone, but he said it and, and had acted on it in such a way where, you know, he was in a community that was helping take, taking care of each other um, in their times of need. And, and that was sometimes consistently buying a younger person, uh, Taco Bell, I think he said, or no, it was Subway uh, consistently buying, this younger kid living in their homeless camp kind of in a way like when he got money subway every day. And so we were just kind of really taken aback by that and, you know, ended up, we haven't really brought this up yet, but you know, it, part, part of the way through the journey, we started giving out new shoe days. And so we'll, we can kind of introduce that topic here, but absolutely, we wanted a way to share good news and um, you know, something tangible to people when we met them. Just as an act of generosity, as, as doing something that we could to pass along uh, happiness, and, and for us that ended up in the form of a new shoe day, which uh, we'll introduce here, but which just kind of a—it's a fresh start. It's a um, tangibly in, in the form that we were giving it was a water bottle with a note inside talking about the project and some cash uh, for them to go buy their own new pair of shoes. And it was representative of of a fresh start of getting back on your feet of challenging yourself to something new. But, you know, for some people that could look like a new pair of running shoes for some people, it could look like a new pair of work boots. And for some people, shoes may not even be on the table. They need money to feed their family that week. So we gifted Cliff a new shoe day water bottle with money inside. And he just started break breaking down crying. Um, And it was hot. It was at the end of this run. And, you know, he was so grateful for something, you know, relatively small, you know, for us to do. And that was, it was a shock for us. I mean, it was just such an impactful conversation. And we left, uh, we were a half mile from the parking lot, but we left like ready to run another five. Like, (laughs) you guys just want to double up today. We were all really jazzed, but but gassed at the same time. Yeah.
1: So... Cliff was the first recipient of new shoe day.
0: No, not actually. Sorry. I I mentioned that a little incorrectly, but Cliff had to be like in the eighties day, day 80 something. Okay. Uh, We started the new shoe day concept and and giving that away in the late thirties, I think. So kind of early on in the project.
2: So yeah, 30 some odd days into the project, um, we were, the traction was really good. And we, we kind of said, what, what else can we do? Um, you know, the conversations we were having were centered around, you know, we are running on one side of the street and we're seeing clear opportunity and clear, just like, you know, clean community and things are vibrant and energetic and, uh, we would cross the street on a run and we'd be in a different community that looked nearly opposite. And that really aligned with the, you know, the beginning of this project, why we were so charged up in the first place is we said, Hey, we got to go out and see this and experience it and figure out how we can act upon it. And that's how new shoe day was born. Um, we, we as runners would, would almost at times joke around about, Hey, the, the feeling of getting a new pair of shoes, we'd call it new shoe day. And you could take the feeling of getting new shoes all the way back to when you were a kid, um, you know, starting school, right? Like you got your new trapper keeper, your new bag, and you got a new pair of kicks or, trapper yeah, gosh, I don't know what was more exciting, <laughs> a trapper keeper or a new pair of shoes, but
1: maybe we could start
2: new trapper keeper day as well. Um, yeah, yeah, either. Uh, you know, or any like, you know, first day on a job or first day on a health and fitness journey, just the feeling of getting new shoes, like Trevor said, it just represents uh, that ability to improve yourself. And in our minds, you know, like everyone deserves that opportunity, no one should be held back from that opportunity. But one of the key reasons in, in not only the racial injustice, but the social injustice of our communities is that we live in a society and a system that uh, is set up to create oppression on, on some communities and some people that holds them back from not being able to literally just improve themselves in the smallest and in some of the biggest ways. So if we're out running and we're seeing this, and we're meeting people. What can we do, even if it's a small act? What can we do um, to bridge that gap of inequity in terms of improving yourself? And for us, it was very relative to us. It's something we could communicate. We could give people a new shoe day. Um, you know, we have the ability to give ourselves a new shoe day almost whenever we want. Okay, but we want other people to have new shoe days, and so we are going to use our resources and our abilities to spread that like Cliff did with the people he was taking care of. And that's how New Shoe Day was born. And, um, you know, one of the most incredible thrills of my life uh, forever, and I think for anyone that participated in this project, you know, we had over 50 people run with us on any given day. You know, there's people in there that ran hundreds of miles of them themselves. Trevor and I both ran a thousand miles each, but there were some people in there that ran more than they had ever run. But I think that all of us will look back on this and say the things that we remember specifically. You know, we're giving people new shoe days, and that is a thrill um, that still stirs in me, and in Trevor, and in so many of us moving forward, and. The spirit of New Shoe Day that came out of this project is something that um, I think has the ability to carry on um, as we as we move forward.
1: Absolutely. So Casey, thank you for that description. I think we're really able to have a visual of what this journey was like for the two of you and what New Shoe Day is all about, which is opportunity. Um, to put it shortly. And you mentioned that new shoe day is a future. So Trevor, would you mind touching on what that future looks like, what your goals are for new shoe day?
0: Yeah, of course. So Casey kind of alluded to it. We know we're still charged up, you know, we have people in our corner. We, we saw the impact we were able to have, you know, just getting out in the community and running, Um, So we don't know exactly what shape that's going to take in the future. We don't know um, exactly how we're going to leverage, you know, some of the things we tried in this project to start new shoe day, but we have uh, an inkling that it's going to revolve around running, uh, helping others get excited about it, um, providing opportunities for people that, that don't currently have it to, Uh, take the first step towards improving themselves. Uh, We want it to be community focused. We want it to be uh, inclusive and we want it to be uh, putting people in places and in conversations that they wouldn't normally have. So I know that's not a super direct answer, but those are some of our guiding principles and uh, we're looking for others to come alongside to help us, you know, steer this in the right direction. So we're kind of in that discovery phase now coming off the high that was, you know, the 1001 city project. But, um, definitely keep out, uh, keep a lookout for what's, what's to come. We're going to continue to communicate with everyone on our Instagram page. Uh, 1001 city was that project, but we, you know, we started collaborating with kind of our new shoe day account where we'll continue to make some, uh, announcements and, and continue the, the journey.
1: How can people join you? How do you want, do you want people to follow you? Do you need help with this project or where do you see people's involvement
2: yeah so we like Trevor said, you know, we're in that <laughs> we are in that period of post race and what's the next race, like we talked about early on, right? Um, so really, what we need to do is is find that, create it, and put it on the calendar. Right now, we're in that feedback phase. So we're learning, about what happened in that last race and potentially how we can improve upon it or change it. And that comes with feedback from those who not only followed the project, but, you know, might have interest in it after this, um, you know, new shoe day, I described it as a spirit, right? Like that's essentially what it is right now. But I think that, um, there is a, there's a sincere drive to, uh, you know, formalize it in a way. And and what that looks like, you know, we're not sure. Um, is it an entity in and of itself? Um, we will see. Um, and we're not going to rush it. But uh, I, I, you know, I think we can see it happening almost in a way like when we saw 1000 City happening. It's it's a matter of, uh, hey, let's just focus on what's in front of us now and, and what we can do next. And I think right now, what we can do next is is continue to reflect and then continue to gain feedback on, you know, what is New Shoe Day now? What could it become? How can it become more refined? And what kind of impact can we have with New Shoe Day on our communities and the things that um, we want to have an impact on? Which, you know, I think for us starts here in Indianapolis um, and in in the. And the way it was, it was a gift to give people an opportunity to improve themselves. Like, I don't think that changes. Um, do we bring in actual tangible new shoe days? Do we raise more funds like we did for the original project? You know, we, for new shoe day during this project, we, we raised um, several thousand dollars that we were able to gift away in new shoe days. Um, and then we, we even gave a bigger gift to a local organization So there's a lot of validity there in what new shoe day is. And I think that Trevor and I right now are saying, um, you know, how do we refine that? And I think that the way people get involved is that they reach out and, and they say, Hey, I'd like to talk about that. I'd like to have that conversation. And we are here to do that. Between
0: what we both said, I think we're excited to see where this goes. Um, excited to see who will come alongside us, but kind of open to, To where it ends up
1: when you say that and you guys um say that you're excited to see where it goes that's exactly how you started 1001 cities so i have no doubt in my mind that new shoe day will transform and it already is transform into something incredible um and i'd really like to be here uh cheering you guys on with that and see how I can be a part of it along the way. I would love to have y'all back on, uh, as you continue through this journey, if you'd be willing. Um, cause I'm really excited and I just know this is going to bring a lot of good. So I'm excited for you guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having us.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're kind of wrapping up here, but if I could just ask one last question, um, Pretty open-ended, but Trevor, if you want to go first, then Casey, what is one piece of advice each of you want to leave with 30 Yard Dash followers?
0: I would say like we started this project, um, see where your passions and skills align and be open to saying yes to to where that leads you. Uh, And don't have a fear of the unknown, but learn to make an improvement 1% every day. And that's not always going to be physical. This, this project wasn't just physical. Um, in fact, both of our bodies held up pretty well, you know, some little naggy things here and there, there were some tough days, but mentally it was a grind. So uh, I think just with all of this, all of these you know, thoughts and recommendations won't be the same for everyone else. So in the way that we chose to engage in conversation with people in our community won't be the same way that, you know, some of your listeners choose to engage because it doesn't kind of hit their criteria for what they're passionate about, what they're good at. It was just the way we chose to activate. So uh, I always challenge people to, to kind of search that within themselves and running won't be the way that everyone searches within themselves. You know, Casey does that really well. I'm even a little less introspective when I run. Um, I like to kind of let my mind go blank when I run and it's refreshing. Whereas Casey uses it to process all of his thoughts and emotions. So uh, everyone's different and uh, I'll just leave it at that and uh, find what is right for you uh, and then share that story with others. That's the, the goal here is to just connect on a human level and inspire others to, to use their strengths and talents to, you know, spread more love in the community.
1: Absolutely. And Casey, what piece of advice do you have
2: that's well said, Trevor. We, we all need more Trevor in our lives. That's, that's proving it right there. So as well said, um, yeah, you know, Annie, I, I say this to a lot of people and I'd say it to myself every day, but, um, and I did not originate this. Um, but I'm a firm believer that mood does follow action. Um, and I think that the underlying theme of that is, uh, you know, I think we're, first of all, we're called to act. And I think we're called to act because we're all given certain innate gifts that make us not only so unique in and of ourselves, but just full of potential. And I, I see that in everybody. Um, and we're, we're called to act on that. Um, and I, and I just don't, not only for myself, but I don't want anyone that anyone out there, but especially those that I have the ability to interact with. I, I don't want anyone to look back and say that, you know, you had these gifts and you didn't unwrap them. Um, you didn't, you didn't try to tap into the potential of them. And, and at the culmination of that, it it's, it's, Acting upon those determines your mood, and that's not to say that it's always a positive outcome. Um, it, for sure, not. Um, we don't live in a world like that, and as humans, we're, we're not perfect. Um, but we we can we can improve ourselves by having those failures, and uh, you know it's just acting. You know it, you have to you have to put action towards those gifts. And um, that will determine your mindset and how your outlook on life and the impact that you can have. And if you focus on that process, um, and I'm a big process guy, uh, you know, that, that's a divisive comment for some, some people say outcomes are everything. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in the process. If you focus on the process, um, and you make outcomes just a part of the process, then you will never be bored. And you will always have more to get out of yourself. And uh, my hope is that in a world where we live in such distraction and often chaos, that we can all find that space um, to focus on that process, to to discover our gifts and and realize truly who we are and what we can do.
1: Well, y'all are just making me teary-eyed over here. I mean, Geez, I want to hang out with you two every day. You got good advice. (laughs) Well, thank you so much both for sharing um, and just being here today and working on this project and this goal and working for better in the world with 1001 City and New Shoe Day. I can't wait to see what it turns into. So how can I and how can we as listeners follow you throughout this journey? Where do we go?
0: I'll let you know. So our blog and all of the stories we told along the journey of 1001 City is on 1001city.com. You can also find that same account on Instagram, 1001city, all spelled out. You can also find us, uh, we we did some uh, videography along the way. That was a new muscle to flex. So we have a little bit up on YouTube. We're going to certainly be looking to to get some more out there, um, of some of the stories we told around Indianapolis, but, um, primarily you can, you can find those both on, uh, the internet and on Instagram and then new shoe day. You can follow on Instagram right now and more to come uh, with that project as well.
1: Amazing. So 1001city.com on Instagram, 1001city and also at new shoe day. And there's a YouTube channel to come. So I'm really excited for all of that. Well, thank you guys again. I really appreciate it, and uh, hope your runs go great today or tomorrow. I'm excited to see what new ideas come up.
0: Thanks for having us, Annie. Looking forward to talking soon.
2: Yeah, well done, Annie. Excited to see this grow, and um, thank you for everything that you're doing. So well done.